Previously on Dragons Not Included. A chance to prove myself? How wonderful! Jousting, fighting? She'll push Elden aside. Oh, hello. Scrutiny lays against a bookshelf. Hans, you are bumped over into this tiefling fellow. I'd watch uh, your step, dwarf. I'm so sorry, my tiefling friend. A bright light shines from the west. The sound of a thunderous explosion echoes through the air and earth. You see the beautiful silver-haired woman from earlier. Moments later, she rises from the crowd in her true form. The ancient silver dragon, Terendalev. Descending from above, another form appears. Korimzaid. He looks down and proclaims, Kenebres, this is your reckoning. Both exchange powerful blows. Impossible to escape the collapse. You feel the ground open beneath your feet. The last thing you see is the Storm King standing over the ancient silver dragon. Darkness surrounds you. Where in the abyss are we? We must be in the city's catacombs. Or the Darklands. I'm sorry, I'm so rude. I don't think we got an introduction. My name is Anevia Tiramade. Ah, my name is Aravashniel. I am some modest scholar. Uh, yes, my name is Horus Gwem. You see a horrific shape looming on the edge of your vision. A bloated black spider. Two huge shapes burst out. Hello. Oh, <laughs> gross. Big maggot. Yeah. You and your injured new companions head off into the darkness. Welcome back to the Dragons Not Included podcast, a role-playing game podcast where we're playing Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Hi, my name's Stephen, I'm the GM. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm playing Scrutiny. Hi, I'm David, and I'm playing Elden Aegis. Hi, I'm Rowan, and I play Istra. Hi, my name is Dan, and I play Hans. Episode 2. Yeah. Band-Aids off. Holy moly. Uh, yeah, the, that first one was uh, quite fun. You know, that... Like it's the start of a nice little festival and everything goes to yeah. hell in the hand quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ain't that just the way of it? And that Guardian is now proper dead. So, um... Mm. So not included in the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to do so, like, oh, joust! I get to do some jousting. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. We can do some jousting when we get back to the surface. I'm sure that will be if soon. We get back to the surface. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've been down here one session. I'm sure we'll get up this session or next session. Yeah, let's let's. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I'm sure we'll we'll be we got back an soon. artifact level of magic item each last session. I mean, a session one as well. Pretty good loop. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Hope to get some good we, only, we only had to have the main guardian of the city die for that, so lovely. That's <laughs> fine. There's no city anymore, so who cares? Ouch. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully, you know, be fun. We can go back to doing our thing. Istra will hit things, Elden will praise Armour Day, Scrutiny will be stealthy, and Hans will take notes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, because I've hit so many things so far <laughs> <laughs> with my two nat ones in a row. There's only there's only been two things to hit so far. I'm sure it can't get any worse from there. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up. Don't say that. True, we're underground. <laughs> there is nowhere to go but up. On uh, that tense note, let's start the episode. So, last time, you had gathered in the city of Canabras for the festival of Armas. You were all very excited and looking forward to it, but before the festival had a chance to begin, the cathedral holding the ward stone that protects Mendev from the expansion of the wall wound exploded. Demons poured into the city everywhere, from the rank and vile all the way up to Korum's aid. 
the Balor Lord, the Storm King of the World Womb. He got into an epic fight with Terendalev, the ancient silver dragon who guarded Canembras, though he managed to best her and slay her. And as you were falling into the darkness, the crevices that were opening all across the city, you were saved by Terendalev's last gift, magical aid that protected you as you fell into the caverns. You awoke in a large natural cavern. There are four of you that were mostly uninjured. You found three citizens of Canebris who uh, had fallen with you and had survived, and unfortunately many others who had not. You met Anevia Tirabate, a human woman, and she had a broken leg, but you managed to splint it up. Arashniel, a elven wizard. And Horgus Gwem, a human businessman. You managed to just sort of band together Deeper into the cavern, you found these horrific giant maggots which uh, vomited over Istra. Uh, you fought them off. But in the meantime, Elden had discovered magical scales belonging to Terendalev, um, her last gift duel. And as you head off into the unknown darkness of these caverns, as well, we'll continue our story. Thank you for reminding me of the viscera because she is now cleaning all of that off again. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh god, it's got it everywhere. Are you quite alright? I've I've been vomited on by a giant maggot. I It's not a great day. Give me a and moment. All, you know, all uh, the death and everything. Scrutiny uh waves his hands in the air, uh magical runes tracing behind. And you are then find yourselves perfectly clean as the um as the icker and um Bile just sort of drops off of you. Oh, um, thanks. Well, prestidigitation <laughs> is a wonderful spell. You can find many uses for it. This among them. Well, thanks, weird tiefling dude. But I, I do, I do appreciate that. Um, weird tiefling dude. Uh, right. Sorry, I'm, I, I, what's your name? I mean, you are a you are a tiefling, and then I believe common, I introduced you know? myself as Scrutiny Istra. God. Oh yeah, you Listen. you totally did all of the introductions last session. Everyone but Elwyn. It's all right. Listen, you expect me to remember that? I I'm sorry. It's just no. It's quite all right. We're in funny times. Now we should press onward. Where do you feel? Before you three have a chance to move on, Elden approaches you, the three citizens he found. Managed to convince them that it would be best for us to stay together. After all, there is safety in numbers. Absolutely. That's the correct action all the way. Now then, let's see. Have a giant spider and maggots be here. We still have the top end or bottom end of the cave to explore and the rest of this direction. What do people feel? I feel we should continue in this direction. Uh, and Elden just indicates the direction we've already been traveling. Yes, where the uh, cave extends into darkness. Very well. In that case, let us be off. Hans just walks in that direction. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, Ravashniel is supporting Anevia as they move onwards. Horgus is sort of standing near Elden, mm. just slowly approaching. And Hans, as you have a powerful dark vision, you see before anyone else that this cavern stops and then extends into two smaller pathways going ahead. Oh, very fascinating. Nothing seems to be different about the paths. Seem naturally occur. No, do I, there's no scent of wind? Any differences? No, the air is still down here. Hmm. Hey, well, hmm. we have a choice, ladies and gentlemen. We can either go left or we can go right, depending on your orientation. If, we're, if you're standing or facing towards it, then it's left or right. Uh, but if you're facing, I say away, we go right. Left. I second Definitely the right. Well, because it's the right way to go. It's called right. That's you know? pretty sound logic. I <laughs> didn't know that was how we were okay. Very well. Interesting logic. I'll make a note to all the green. Um. If it would be quite all right, I believe either Istra or Elden should uh, lead. Very well. I'll happily go first. Sure. Again, no. Excellent. Uh, she'll go ahead with her shield out in front. 
Uh, as you head up this path, it starts to slope upwards and wane Well, this is looking good. Well, it certainly looks like we're getting to the surface. Everyone just stay behind the shield. A stone ledge juts out of the right angle on the south southern wall of this cavern. Fourteen feet off the ground, a leather strap of a backpack hangs from the edge of the ledge, while above, a narrow fissure yawns into the darkness. Oh. Anyone lose a backpack? Probably the person who's at the bottom of the fissure. I mean, can I see into the bottom of the fissure? It's kind of very thin, like a person wouldn't be able to fit down there. It's also pitch black, it just goes on further than your sight will allow. Mayhaps I can can try and pick that uh, uh, bag right there. Can I cast Mage Hands and try and lift it? Sure, you sort of stretch your hands out and cast the arcane words. And carefully pull the backpack down and gracefully land it in your hands. I mean, sure, I was just going to try and jump and get it, but that's that's really interesting way of doing that. Well, it, um, it shortens the process and you know, less risky. Um, yeah, but less fun. Yeah, one could argue. Anyway, um, anyway, what's in it? Well, let's have a look. I flip open the, uh, the flap. What's there? Make, it, make it a praise check, please. Uh, right. Scrutiny. Okay, let's see. Joe rolls all the way. Um, oh, I've got plus four on this one, actually. Nice. Hey, I actually rolled well. That's 19 plus four, that's 23. 23, nice. Well, you open this, this backpack's actually quite sturdy. It's of masterwork quality. Ah. Uh, and inside, you find a, a, a collection of stuff. Uh, you find trail rations, probably about 10 days' worth. Oh, that's a great indicator. Uh, you find <laughs> flint and steel. A set of caltrops, two flasks of oil, a bundle of twelve arrows, and two vials containing brightly coloured liquids. One might amber, I, one pale blue. Might I make a knowledge arcana check to see what they uh, are? Um, yes, you can make a knowledge arcana check. Ooh, I rolled a two, so that's plus eight, ten. Right, you assume these are magical potions, yes. Uh, that if someone had detect magic... They could probably identify them with a spellcraft check. Right, well, we've got potions here. Nothing that I can quite um, uh, discern right now. Uh, rations. A um, uh, well, bag itself is of good quality. Uh, Caltrops and an assortment of other equipment. Don't you have so, a tech magic, Joe? I do not have it prepared. Uh, that's okay. Just wondered. Yeah. Out of curiosity. Um, well, that's handy. I mean, we can always drink them and see what they uh, do. That's a very interesting way, dear. Why don't you have a drink? Uh, the, I... uh, the, el- the elven man over hearing this. No, don't, please. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I have my magical skills, although I don't have my spell book on me, so my help is limited. Unfortunately, I, I can't see them, but uh, if you could describe them to me, maybe I could try and identify them. Oh, um, very well, and... Um... I shall help him with that, I suppose. So I'll provide my description. Yep, I'll make a spellcraft check for him. I actually have his character sheet on me. Okay. Uh, this amber one seems to be a potion of cure light wounds. Wonderful. Always oh, good to have one of those. And the light blue one, uh, ooh, I'm not sure. It could be a potion of lesser restoration. Very well. Um, I believe either Istra or um, or Aiden. Uh, Aiden. Eldon. Uh, Eldon. Hmm? Um, would be uh, more suited to have uh, to hold on to these. Which of you would you like? Fine. Hmm? I mean, I'll take the cure one, sure. Very well. You have that. And um, I suppose Eldon is, remains with the uh, restoration. The one that might be restoration. The one that might. Oh, actually, I'll have that one instead because I can just drink <coughs> it. I don't think that's quite a good idea. Love to hear the results. The enthusiasm is good. It seems that we have an explorer, though. That um, that's what these uh, the uh, gear here seems to indicate. Which is a fascinating idea, mostly due to the fact they're in the center of town. So we have fallen below what would be the rough center of town, maybe the city catacombs. Either we've done that, or we've fallen PR past what would consider the mapped out section of the city. Not a good sign for us. We're probably now uh outside what people would consider city limits. 
Uh, well, that's going to be fun. Like vertically downward? Oh, possibly. The caverns below the earth can go miles and miles. Do city limits go downwards? Oh, well, yes. From legal bylaws and standards of most cities, there is a certain amount of depth to every city as well as every major outline distance. Uh, uh, most human cities uh, go down uh, maybe two uh, miles uh, at most to include their dwarven population. Um, right. Yes? Uh, I, I think this might be not the time. I think we need to find a way out. Perhaps we can talk about this later. Of course, I'll schedule, I'll schedule a class. I do love... Can I get across the fissure? Yeah, it's, it's, it's no matter. It's quite easy just to step around. Awesome, stepping around it, carrying on. Yeah. You're moving <laughs> at quite a slow speed because of Anivia's broken leg. Yeah. Oh, are they able to get over it? Yeah, with some help she had. With your guys' yeah, help, Anivia and Ashna's help, you can get over there. As the cavern sort of extends forward, going towards the same direction you were originally traveling. Well, let's keep going. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. It winds up further and further. As you make your way up the cavern, and you can see the road forks again, one traveling in the direction you're initially traveling in, and one that doubles back probably to that uh, path where it originally diverged from. Is it worth checking out that second cavern? Yeah, things could come from behind, and we don't exactly want to be caught unaware, do we? Well, that's a good idea. I'll have a look. Hang on. She is also going at the same speed, just like, yeah, 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 let's go. This smaller cavern appears once to have served as a campsite of a, or a temporary lair. A torn bedroll lies next to the cold remains of a fire. A pile of bones, broken equipment, and rubble lies just past the campsite. Well, look at that. We could, we could possibly reconstruct the things it was eating down here. And as you sort of step towards the uh, <coughs> pile, Hans starts to shake as denizens of this trash pile burst out. Oh, hello. <laughs> Two. About la- uh, the size of a, uh, a small dog. Cockroaches burst out. Oh, more insect. Would That's everyone like to roll for initiative, please? Oh, yeah. A bug heavy adventure. Hans. Going on a bug squishing adventure. <laughs> oh, bug squishing adventure. Hans <laughs> got a three. Oh, dear. I got a five. Elden okay. back at it again with the 10. <laughs> and I rolled a 16. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> the cockroaches surely will. All right, then. Istra, you're up first. Uh, awesome. I'm going to go and squ- uh, squish some cockroaches uh, if I'm close enough to get to them. Yeah, you're about 30 feet away. You can just get up there nice and easy. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to get up to there, and this time, yeah, squishing with the shield again. It's really fun to squish <laughs> with the shield. Uh, Come on, we got this. We roll these. Uh, oh, that is a ten. A ten to hit. I'm afraid that this cockroach is a lot more spry than the maggots and just dodges to the side. It's sort of chitinous plate just <laughs> as it moves. Ooh. Okay, Elden, you're up. Uh, okay, well, I'm not very fast, but I don't want to be caught unawares and just take a hit for no reason, so I'm going to move uh, just to the other side of scrutiny, uh, okay. just so I can get an eye on what is drawing everyone's eye and go, oh, gross, more bugs. <laughs> Next up is the cockroaches. The first one is going to uh, sort of bite uh, hands. Oh, hello. Mm. Is that what you say? Is it bites yeah. you? Uh, that is a seven to hit. That's a, a nine to hit you, Hans. Oh, I'm very close. Thankfully, it doesn't hit me. Okay, and the next cockroach is going to move and attack Istra. That is a 13 to hit you, Istra. That will not hit. Okay, as these <laughs> just sort of swarm at you, but very ineffective. Scrutiny. Right, okay, so... Scrutiny is going to dart around everyone, circle around and try and get into position, drawing his dagger on the way, and he tries to do an El Stabo. Now, I believe I'm flanking, aren't I? Uh, No, you're technically not flanking. You'd have to be further over to flank. Uh, Uh, Ten. That will be a miss. 
Uh, a 10 will miss, I'm afraid. Okay, uh, Hans. Oh, well, this is a lively bunch. And I better just go over here and keep an eye out for results. Okay. As I'm... you move, uh, move away from the cockroach, it gets another attempt to bite you. Oh. That is a 8 to hit you. Oh, thankfully, just by the skin of my trousers, I should probably put my armor on at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. So, right then, I've got a good view of you both now, so I can see how you're going to dispatch the cockroaches. Crack on. <laughs> Istra, you're up. Oh, God. Um, it's not worth doing that, is it? How many times per day can I do this? Once per day. Okay. So, Scrutiny or whatever your name is. It's Scrutiny. She cannot remember. It yes. is Scrutiny. This is the second, third time now. It's, I, I may be making It's an okay. endearing character um, trait. <laughs> so, I have uh, the teamwork feat, Paired Opportunist. And part of being my class means that I can give you this teamwork feat for, uh, I think it's only a round, is it? I think, uh... Da-da-da. Double checking. Uh, three rounds plus one round. So, um, but I don't have the levels for that, so it's three rounds. Yep. For three rounds, if um, I threaten this, you get uh, an attack of opportunity, even if you wouldn't normally get one. Okay. So if you've already attacked once, uh, you've taken your attack of opportunity, and I still have mine, you can do it again. <laughs> oh, so I can use your attack of opportunity. In- okay, that's cool. Basically, or I could use your attack of opportunity. <laughs> Mine's more useful in your hands. Mm. Right, that's a move action. Uh, so that's the thing that's now there. That is a standard action. Oh, a standard action. Not a standard action. Sorry, not a standard action. That is a swift action. I think. Oh, wait, okay. she can still attack if you would like to. Uh, uh, tactician. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm. Ah, no, it is a standard action. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean. Never mind. Apology. That's no, that's quite alright. Elden. Uh, Elden is going to move up to the side of Istra to support her uh, in her endeavours and also to take one swift thrust at this cockroach on the floor here because they're clearly bothering her. And Iomedae would not stand for that. Uh, that is a 12 on the dice plus 4, 16 to hit. A 16 will hit this uh, vermin. Uh, fantastic, as I do. Uh, that is a... 4 plus 2, 6 points of damage. Six, you slash through the chitinous plate of this cockroach, it just sort of shrieks in pain. Yeah, Covert the foul beast of the night! Okay, first cockroach is going to attempt to bite you, Elden. Ah! Curses! That is a 3 to hit you, Elden. That's gonna be a no. <laughs> Even with my shield off so I can hold the torch, that's a no. <laughs> Uh, the second cockroach is going to bite into you, Istra. Ooh, that is a 19. That is my AC. Oh, holy moly. That's quite high AC. Okay, well, it bites into you, doing four points of piercing damage. Oh, dear. Okay. I am pretty good still. (laughs) (laughs) Istra is strong. I'd say maybe about two-thirds of my health. No, that wasn't two-thirds. You still have two-thirds. I still have two ah, birds, okay. is Fair what enough. I mean. On a scale of 1 to 12, she's about an 8. <laughs> Scrutiny. On a scale of about 1 to 15, I'm about a 10. I make a dart to the side, moving into a flanking position, which will provide me with a flanking bonus. Nice, that's plus 2 on attack rolls for you, Anistra. Yay, I've got plus 2 on my attack rolls. <laughs> that's a 20. Natural. Yeah, uh, no, not natural. Okay, no, a 20 will hit this cockroach. Right, and um, I roll 1d4 plus my strength, so that's a total of 1. Okay, you slash into it, you like sort of cut into one of its uh, hairy legs and it does not appreciate it. Yay! Damage. (laughs) Hans. Oh, right, okay, um... Hmm. Well, human has arrived to help 
deal with that. I need to fix my notes with that. God, how far back have I been writing human? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, Don? Ish. No, he still hasn't no. actually introduced himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's human male. All right, do any of you injured? I mean, a little. Enough for me to need to hail you, or are you okay? I'll be all right for now, probably. The cockroach now crits you down. Stupid cockroach needs to get off me. Oh, well, you crack on. I believe in you. You have the full capability of a full-grown Adam. From look of you. <laughs> standing, he pulls out a ruler and just sort of looks at her, standing roughly five foot eight, five foot nine, five foot eight, pure man. What? How? <laughs> As you're completely baffled, this is your turn. Through the confusion, I'm going to try to pile drive the cockroach with my <laughs> shield. Mr. Daily Doubles do get plus two. Try is the opportune word. Okay. Um, plus that, plus that is an 11. I'm afraid 11 is going to miss. It just sort of scutters out of the way of your shield as you slam it into the floor. Ah, oh, Will's worth a try. Absolutely. I've always wanted to try that. I've stabbed it once, and now I can stab it again in the name of the day. Okay, that is an 18 on the dice, which plus four, that's 22 to hit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that hits. Okay, let me just roll that good old d8. Uh, okay, that is a five plus two for seven points of damage. Seven, as you slash into this cockroach, and so it just falls limp to the floor. Aha, take that, bug! <laughs> okay, the next cockroach. Oh, I'll take, with that dead, I'll take, uh... Am I able to take a five-foot step into... Oh, of course you are. range? Fantastic. Yeah. I'll take a five-foot step into the threat of the other cockroach. Ready to stab it. Okay, the last remaining cockroach is going to... Hiss. And it's going to attempt to bite scrutiny. Oh, dear. Ah, the old one, that too. Bite, bite. Is a... Three to hit. Oh, no. No. Oh. Sorry, new dice, new runes. That's a natural 20. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Is this bug? Well, it was <laughs> nice knowing you got I can't believe That's a 19 to hit. That's it, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, uh, luckily for you, as this is only a mindless vermin, I mean, it doesn't get to draw a crit card. Oh, no, it just does Yay. more damage. That's six points of piercing damage. Is it just in, like, sheer fear and terror? It just bites into you. Right. Beautiful. Oh, oh. Beautiful. Oh. Scrutiny as you just tear this cockroach that has just bitten into you, just bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm going to make a five foot step, dart out of the way of that cockroach, and dart behind hands. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> hey, Hans, your turn. Oh, hello. What brings you over to this end of the room? He's Death. covered in blood. <laughs> oh, you're quite injured. How did that happen? Oh, well, um, uh, bug. Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to heal you? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, okay. Uh, let, bear me one moment. As I, I start pulling out some notes. Now, let me just read these notes. Yes, yes, yes. That's around there. Um, oh, yeah, I have to put the ring on. The ring on. Put your hand on the injured location. Could you bend down so I can touch the injured location, please? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and now I will use uh, one of the focus powers of my relics. This one would be the uh, relic of... Uh, double check, I've got the right one. Ah, yes, this will be the flesh-mending power of my wedding band of St. Alberdash. Uh, pardon? Could you heal eight points of health for me, please? Um, I can try. Oh, that would be delightful. As uh, Han sort of produces this ancient-looking ring and puts it on his finger and sort of channels the power of his own magic through it and touches you, and your wounds just close and heal. Well, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for confirming two theories I had. Tiefling is not... And he still accepts divine magic. Thank you. <laughs> Istra, you're up. Well, I did try to pile drive a cockroach, so I'm probably on the floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to roll over with her shield out and try to crush it again. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> she is pulling out all the moves for this cockroach. <laughs> Uh, that will be... I've no longer got the plus two. That will be another eleven! <laughs> she just roll over, it just sort of just scatters away again. Get back here and just let me crush you! Elden. How great I am to guide my blade against this insect. <laughs> uh, okay, well that's a natural 17 on the dice, so that's a 21 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> that will hit. I'm guessing I'm getting good vibes by praising Iomade, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's an 8 on the damage dice, so that is 10 points of damage! As you slice down this cockroach, it just falls to the floor. And as you look over both cockroaches, they're sort of stunned, unmoving, but they're still twitching. Yes! Goal 3 for Iomade! Yes! Uh, Istra is going to get up and sort of brush herself off and go, ah, I mean, I had that handled, but you did a fantastic job <laughs> Thank yourself. Thank you. As a... Uh, uh, are you sure? My notes don't show otherwise. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think I did pretty well. Did you see that pile drive? That was brilliant. The one you missed. It's a shame I missed by, like, I don't know, a couple of feet, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> um, is there anything discernible from the piles of rubble? I imagine this is, this is probably the origin of the backpack. Well, you're not really sure you've been able to put that together, but going through the piles of junk, you find uh, a collection of strange items. You find, um, looks like it's just leftovers from whoever had this camp. A bent fish hook. Very nice. A torn bedroll. Three candle stubs. Oh, very nice. Ten feet of badly frayed hemp rope. Ah, the very use of litter. A, and uh, within the uh, bread, bread, within the bedroll, you find a brooch. Oops. Get off and then uh, look at it. It's a copper brooch depicting a bat perched on a mushroom, yeah. and its eyes are bright gemstones. I knew it. We're in the Darklands. Mm. May I always uh, some sort of knowledge be skill? Try and work out if magical or a fancy um, brooch. Well, um, it doesn't seem to be magical, um, but make an appraise check. That's a nat 20, I say. Oh, wow, okay, these are the eyes are amethysts, both of them, so this brooch, this copper brooch with amethyst eyes could be worth around 100, 200 gold pieces. Oh, damn. That's a plenty. In. Is this a famous brooch? No, it's just the um, rare gemstones. Okay. Does anyone have a bag to put it in? I always wear my backpack. Wonderful. If you could bend down, I'll put it in there with the rest of the stuff. Uh, no, it's quite all right. I think I can put it... It's its approach. I'll do that. Oh, fair enough, then. I would put I would put it in my bag, but I think my bag's full with the shield and armor I have. It's so uncomfortable to wear that stuff. Uh, 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 <laughs> right. Um, so it's it's uh, a brooch worth 200 gold, you say? Mm-hmm. Might I suggest that you um, uh, put that stuff on at least while we're underground. Oh, yes, you're probably right. I took it off for the festival and all that. Ah, uh, yes. well, I'll uh, put it on now, then. Right, well, I think we should... Now that we've cleared all avenues we can think of, probably we should make a move towards the surface. Absolutely. Once, uh, once uh, our compatriot is, is fully clothed in his... In, in his I'll put my arm on and take out my shield. Oh, and I should probably draw my weapon as well. I keep forgetting I have it. Uh, <sighs> right. <laughs> what weapon do you draw when that happens? Uh, he pulls out a pick. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. The other three. Not the best weapon I've seen, but pretty good. Uh, you hear the voice of the uh, elven wizard, Ar- Arashniel. Uh, how do you fare down there? Oh, we're doing quite well. How about you up there? Uh, well, it's quite unnerving waiting in the dark. Oh, my apologies. I would have stayed with you, but it seemed my compatriots needed the assistance. I no, no, to understand. It's probably best for our best chances of survival down here. Also, how does Arashdiel even know that it's dark? He's blind. Everything is dark to him. Oh right yeah, now. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as light. <laughs> and and we're trying to sort of. Keep that sensitive information low for the moment. 
Well, well hence, hence so why that was out of character and not in character. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I probably grabbed. I think, like, I think he's already like, figured it out. Have... Probably, yeah, he probably figured it out. Yeah. And we were like, nope, can't see anything, and he's like, yeah. We should maybe give him some cloth for his yeah, face, though, like said, because he's still. Uh, both yeah. Rashniel and um, Anevia both are quite heavily wounded. Well, that's why the uh, the ripped up bedroll is so useful. We can now use the fabric to bind the wounds. Um. That doesn't. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. See, I know what I'm doing half the time. Only half. <laughs> Well, no, the other half of the time, I don't know what's going on because that's why I'm here to study it. And after I found out what I'm doing, then I know what I'm doing. Right. Anyway. I cannot see a whole uh, world. We should probably start making a move towards the surface. Oh, absolutely. Everything seems Let's to get be up there. pushing upwards as we go this way. I want to see how much damage the demonic armies could have done to the city. It's probably not good. There'll be a lot of dead people. So you start heading down this cavern as it starts to narrow... You have to march single file for the next thirty feet. Elden will bring up the rear. Is- Istra will continue going forward, uh, shield out in front. But this time, instead of the scimitar, she actually has the uh, her morning star out because everything seems to be more squashable than stabbable. It starts to widen into a small chamber. Several mounds of rock lie in heaps in this cavern, recently fallen from the walls and ceiling. Now and then a bit of dust settles from the cracks in the stone above, and as you're walking down here, the ground trembles slightly, and you hear the sound of muted explosions from above. Oh, they're using explosives. This is fascinating work. Well, not necessarily making ex- using explosives, but merely creating explosions. Oh. Yeah, that's... That's not really a good sound. You never really want to hear explosions. Not really, no. No, but that means it could be... This could have been planned for years. If they're using high, powerful explosive spells or magic, that's something you have to prep. You just don't rock up to a building with bombs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Either way, it sounds like it's closer now, so we're going up at least. Uh, well, uh, Russia. Well, uh, demons have a lot of innate spellcasting to them. Maybe they're using things like fireball, and oh my god, I don't want to think what's happening above there. Yeah, that's a better rush. Well, that's probably a worst-case scenario. If they're using mundane things, we could blame cultists. But if it's actually demonic forces using high, powerful spells, it means a very large number of a swath of powerful demons are roaming around. But my friend, you saw what happened up there. I there were a lot of demons. True. I don't think this was a cult. Right. But uh, they only managed to get in because of the Wardstone Temple being destroyed. You don't think it was sabotage, do you? You have to think about it logically. If the demonic forces couldn't get through because of it, some other forces would have had to have been employed. No, I think they probably just exploded it. I think every sign points to them exploding it, yes. I, I want to think the best of people. Regardless, not important right now. Let's just carry on. Precisely. Yeah, I'm waiting for the, the injured to be ahead so that I can defend them from the rear. Because who knows what horrendous things might come in behind us. Ishra and Scrutiny, could you make a perception check, please? And hands, actually, as well. Sure, sure. I should oh, Oh, wow, okay. Uh, that is a... 18. 19, ha! Eight. I'm rolling well out of battle. I rolled really well. That's a 26. You hear a sound as from between the cracks of the rubble, injured s- snake falls up in front of you, staring you down, blocking your exit to this cavern. Oh, hello. Curses. I think I got this as Istra walks up to it and uses <laughs> and tries to calm it down. It's sort of injured and wounded, making it very defensive. Can I make a handle animal to see if I can calm it? Sure, make a handle animal check. Have a look. Come on, come on, good roll, good roll. That is a 15 plus... Where's my handle animal? 6, so 21. 21 as you sort of approach slowly just keeping eye contact making no violent movements 
until you just sort of can easily hold it and keep it at bay so it doesn't attack you. Uh, do you guys want to go ahead? I think this is just trying to flee from the fight. Oh, very well. Very well. Any fight that we don't need to fight is a fight I consider we've won. Absolutely. Let's keep moving. His hands just walks out of the river passage. Uh, can I try and see how badly injured it is? Um, yeah, it's taken some sort of damage from the falling rubble in this room, and it's very defensive. Like, it's very agitated. Like, if you let go, it's just going to go. Yeah. Uh, anyone got any food? Um, well, there were some rations in the bag. Yes. Mm. Uh, would that work? Oh, hang on. What is in my survival kit? Um, da da da. I've only got water. You've got ten days of trail oh, rations, so you can give some of the trail rations. There you go, and I throw over a um, one of the rations. I don't know if, if that'll any... work for a snake. Well, yeah, she's one ill know. Yeah, it tends to be like... What is in the rations? Really that, I was going to say some bread and it's meat. It's usually like dried meat and bread. Yeah, you like dried sort meat. of like, you know, dried meat like um, jerky, something like that? Yeah. Probably wouldn't work, but... Salt is more likely to kill it, actually. Yeah. Fine. You're able to make get your group past it before you put it down and just get out of there quickly. I'll leave a little bit of water from one of my water skins just so that it has something to drink. The cavern you uh, find yourselves in is winding. It seems to extend on for quite a while. Unfortunately, you can't move that quickly because of a, a Nebia's leg. You've bound it tightly with bandages, but it's still sort of bleeding quite badly. Maybe she'll get to keep it at the end of the day. Hopefully there are some clerics outside. And do some real healing. Real healing. Well, healing magic is quite easy to prepare, but no, a cleric would probably have the most of it. Do you have healing magic? Oh, uh, yes, I do, but not a huge amount. Just anything might be better to get this off. Well, okay, let's have a look. Uh, oh yes, uh, put the ring on, uh, follow that note, yes, touch the wounded area, and, ooh, she can hear nine points of damage. Very, very good. Uh, her, the wound on her leg starts to heal up, there's still a load of scarring left, and the bone is still displaced, but the physical sort of tearing of the flesh is gone. There you go. That's better, thank you. Oh, I feel like I'm walking a little faster, but not too much. Yeah, you don't want to re-break it, so... Well, I'm worried about Arashiel. He looks worse than I do when it comes to wounds. We'll, we'll see what we can do about that once we've found some help. Let's just focus on getting out of here alive. Oh, yes, you're right. Indeed. Um, yes, we should march on ahead. Yes. How is he looking, actually? He, uh, he is very badly beaten up, and the burns are still quite raw across his body. I mean, I'll give him the kill light wounds that I found. Thank you. If I could have some aid and sort of help him guide it, and he drinks it down, and sort of the burns on his face start to cover up. Thank you for your kindness, my friend. I mean, you needed it more than me, so... <laughs> the seven of us have a while to go yet. Yeah, this does kind of seem to go on forever. It's a really, really long pathway. You start... This, this winds on for quite a while, like several hundred feet down. It takes you um, not 25 minutes of walking to just, just shy of 2,000 feet down this winding tunnel. And as you get to the end, it starts to branch off once again. Oh. One passage is sort of a, a more wider open passage and the other is a sort of more narrower crack in the wall that starts off that passage. There is a uh, faint light going from that direction. From the crack? Yes, uh, yeah, there's a five foot wide opening in the wall that leaves. It's filled with soft but nasty looking green light, and the other one that just continues down the area you're going. Not enjoying the sight of coloured light down here. Could be a trap, could be demons or something. Also, the fact that it's a narrow path means uh, our friends probably couldn't fit through very easily, considering they're, you know, holding each other up. Despite that, I'm still curious. Well, let's have a think about it for a moment. Um, what could possibly be making a green light down in a cave like this? Bioluminescent fungi? Something of a sort? 
Probably, but it's worth a think, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Can I roll knowledge dungeoneering? Of course you can. Things that can make green light. Uh, that'll be 20, no, 23. We would assume, actually, uh, you'd agree with scrutiny that it would be bioessent fungus probably down here that would be making that light. Yes, you're probably correct on that. In that case, if it's bioluminescent fungus, maybe somewhere of a location useful to us. Most of them grow around water sources, what other means of, well, habitation. If it's alright, maybe I should take a look. I'll return as quickly as I can. I think we, if we go, we should all go together. Or at least you need somebody like, you know, Ooh, I with, can action, cover with big back. muscles. Like, oh, you I know, can't cover it. Yeah. Me or, uh, I don't know, Eldon looks pretty pretty strong, I suppose. But Again, still, he hasn't introduced himself. <laughs> Not <over> there. <laughs> oh, for my no, notes. No, no, if you want to take points. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. I'm Eldon Aegis. Eldon Aegis. That's oh. a weird name. Uh, let's just carry on, I guess. Uh, <laughs> how about me and you then? Whatever your name is, tiefling person. Uh, this is the fourth time now. Great to me. It took an episode and a half before you <laughs> found out his name. <laughs> <laughs> the name yeah. is scrutiny. Yeah. Um. Scrutiny. All right. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Me and you just scout out a little bit, I think. Very well. Bring me back a sample of the fungus, if you can. Will do. Sure. You keep going down this sort of tight corridor of a tunnel. It winds on deeper and deeper. It takes you a while off into the distance, but you do find there are caverns deeper down that there are uh, bioluminescent fungus growing. This has gone deeper, is it? Yes. Okay. Probably not the way we want to go. Is there anything that we can really see other than the fungus? Uh, just the cavern is stretching on further and further. Like, you could keep going, but you're taking minutes and minutes down here. Depends how far you want to travel. No, I think this is quite far enough. Okay, awesome. Estra uh, is just going to pick up some of the fungus and then go, Right, let's go. All right, we return to the party. Any interesting finds? Um, no, the tunnel just winds downwards, so we're thinking that it's best to leave sleeping dogs lie. There's lots of mm, violet and fungus that would grow in the Darklands, I believe. Yeah. We don't want to go there. That might be nearly as bad as ending up back on the surface. Mm. Uh, Istra will toss their fungus to hands. Oh, wonderful. Like, I tried a little bit. It wasn't very tasty, but... Oh, you said never eat bioluminescent fungus. It could be quite poisonous. Uh, it's fine. I spat it out. Oh, cool. <laughs> ah, I can make some bioluminescent ink with this. Fantastic. So, towards the wider passageway, then? Yes. Yes, indeed. Right. We have our heading. Okay, you start heading up this wider passage for another 200 feet, and it stretches into a small cavern. A single, sizable, 20-foot-tall building remains in the centre of this 30-foot-high cave, a bunker-like structure with no windows and walls of worked stone. A ten-foot-long carving of a hammer decorates this building's facade. The ruins of a collapsed outbuilding stands to either side. Hey, that's a big building. Anyone know anything about the history of this place that might be able to tell us what the heck that is? Ooh, I can have a look. I have a notebook. Hans, could you make a knowledge religion check for me, please? Sure. Uh, oh, I'm rolling really well tonight. Uh... Knowledge religion, that'll be uh, 27. 27. Yeah, I got uh, This is a symbol you recognize very well. The hammer is a symbol of the god Torag, the oh. patron god of the dwarves and brother to your own deity, Drangdit. Oh, look at that. We're at a dwarven settlement. This is a temple to Tor... Well, not temple. This is a, a place dedicated to uh, to one of the gods of the dwarven world. Well, that is both reassuring and quite terrifying. If it helps, it's not one of the bad gods. It's actually one of the probably the better ones. It's more the fact that dwarves tend to build quite deep. Oh, of course. For protection. Unless you are talking about when they go up to the sky, citizens. Then they get a bit closer to the surface. Aye, aye. So this is, uh, Torag. This place seems abandoned. 
which is bad because dwarves don't like abandoning places without a proper fight. Well, whatever's in there's probably gone. Let's just go in. All right. Uh, you sort of pull away some of the rubble that's standing next to a sturdy dwarven made stone door that's going to require some clout to open. All right, muscular people to the front. All right. Istra is right there as well. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, if we're just opening a door, that should be easy. And she's going to try and open it. Okay, you sort of all lean on this door and start pulling, but the more you shake the stonework, you hear echoing through this cavern. Sort of distorted as echoes off the cavern walls. As a large form crawls over the top of this uh, building. A fly the size of a man. Bees! <laughs> My one weakness. As this humongous human-sized fly lands in front of you. Okay. Oh, big fly. Whatever, please. I rolled a three. Uh, yeah. huh, I did better. I got a six plus one, that's seven. Ha! Eight. Seventeen. Now we've got a Steven roll for the initiative for the fly. Now, gosh darn it. Well, on the plus side, the fly is going first, so... <laughs> oh. Hey, with a 20, the fly goes first. Oh, oh no. It flies down and it will bite at Elden. No! That is a 14 to hit you, Elden. No dice. Next up is Istra. As you're standing between this fly and this stone building. Ah, you, everyone else. Yeah, you can stand back. I've got this. She bring, tries to bring down her morning star onto the uh, fly. Um, that would be a 11. 11. Okay. You bring your morning star down and it just misses as it's sort of flying above the area you tried to hit. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> Oh, down. I squish a lot of flies, apparently not this one. It's scrutiny. Right, scrutiny raises his crossbow. What do you say, man? Flies! Roll. Ten. miss, I'm afraid, scrutiny. You just aim your crossbow. It ricochets off this ancient dwarven structure. I was going to say, you, you claim to squish a lot of flies, but you struggle to hit every single bolt we've encountered. Mm. I load a new bolt and prepare for failure next turn. Elden. By Iomedes' light, I shall slay you, fly! As, I, as Elden swings his long sword at the fly. Uh, that is 11 plus 4, that's a 15 to hit. A 15 will hit the fly. Hey! Damage, 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 damage. Damage. Oh, it's an 8 on the dice, which means it's a full 10 points of damage. Oh, oh, oh. 10 points of damage, you just cleave this fly, taking off several of its limbs at the same time. Suck that one, beast! <laughs> Hans, you're up. Oh, okay, uh, hmm. Giant fly, approximately human size. Uh, this would be really nice. Whatever resistance do you need? I don't know, killing it, that would be good. Oh, uh, hmm. Well, I haven't done this in a long, long time. Let's see. Oh, there's the pick. Oh, yep, there we go. And for my training, as the preacher kept screaming at me, the pointy end goes in target. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, that's a nat 20 on dice. Confirm the critical hit, please, Hans. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 17? 17 will confirm! Oh, <laughs> oh first crit of the campaign! Woo! I'll draw you a nice critical hit card. Piercing, punctured lung, double damage, <laughs> and the target begins to drown three rounds later. DC 24 save each round to end this effect. So, if you'd like to roll damage and double it, please, Hans. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, can it take 8 damage? <laughs> As you go, all right, I've got this. You swing your hammer down and just straight through the fly, pinning it to the ground. Does it sort of just? <sighs> oh, 
Many thanks. Oh, that worked. How do I get it out of it now? Lift and pull. You put your foot down on the fly and just pull the pick out with a sickening... Hans is too powerful. (laughs) This is why he hasn't been uh, contributing to any of the combat. (laughs) Because it would be too much of a disturbance of the power. (laughs) Yeah. I decide that I'll be a fighter this time. Let's let's do something where I'm actually going to be in a hitting role. Can't hit for heck. <laughs> Healer comes up and just pickaxe through the skull, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh. Now, now, it is a war pick. Oh, oh no, it's not a it's not a war pick. It's just a normal mining pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, with the fly dealt with, let's try and get in the building. Unless there are likely to be more flies. Ah, uh, yes. That could I be an issue. I hope there's not another. And I can reconfirm my previous theories. You have to make a strength check to force the door open as it's so tightly shut. Uh, I can do that. What What is Istra's strength bonus? Uh, modifier is six, is three. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Elden will assist then. So. Okay. So uh, by assisting, you have to roll a strength check, and if you have to beat a DC of ten, and if you do, Istra gets plus two on her roll. Okay. Uh, well, that's a 9, plus my strength bonus, plus 2, so that's 11. Okay, that's a success. Nice! Istra, you have plus 2 on your strength roll. So, that is a... Plus 5, 14. 14, as you... And open this door into this abandoned dwarven building. A stone bench lies at the southern wall of this chamber. At the far side of the room, a basin of water sits atop a stone pedestal. A stone door engraved with an image of a hammer stands to the north. Oh, it looks like we've come across some sort of religious place. Well, we better be on our best behaviour. Yes. To do this, um, uh, Hans is going to go in the room, he's going to sit on the bench, and he's going to take his shoes off, put them under the bench, and then he's going to go over to the basin and wash his hands. Right? Remember, this is one of the dwarven gods. Show respect and be clean. And, oh, I see. Let me tell you to remember. Oh, no, we'll be fine if you have the light on. Torag is one of those gods who dislikes the light. He's a, it is a pretty, pretty calm deity as it goes. For being the god of, you know, the forge hammer, the god of creation, father of all dwarves, fighter of evil, judgment, and yes, we should be okay. <laughs> Actually, just gonna ch- check really quickly. Does, does the holy water burn? Nope, we're good. We're good. Alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, then. And I, it, it's true, I guess we'll kind of just wash your hands. <laughs> Take your shoes uh, off. Scrutiny shall follow suit. Sure, why not? Let's do the full shoes off, wash hands thing. <laughs> there we go. Well, someone needs to open the door. What? Uh, yes, I'll do it now. Um, Almighty Torag, father of creation, father of Estra opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not strike us down in this temple. Uh, you see in the room within. Broken stone benches lie in this narrow room. The air is cold and stale. Thick layers of dust cover the floor, benches, and a large altar at the far end of the room. And sitting on one of the benches staring at the altar is a figure equally covered in dust as the rest of this room. Well, hello. uh, Probably not alive. Doesn't mean inanimate. Get up and have a look at the person. Covered in dust and they turn and look at you. I will end the session there, I think. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Spooky. Oh no! That's spooky,
Hey everyone, David here. That sure was a podcast episode we just had. I'm just dropping by to give some shoutouts and thanks for the people who helped make this episode so awesome. First of all, I want to thank Social Introvert on SoundCloud for making our incredible theme tune. And secondly, for our awesome music and atmospheric sound, I want to thank Sirenscape.com. They've got some of the best music out there for running all of your games and tabletop needs. I'd also like to ask you to follow us here to keep up with our episodes and give us a rating if you enjoyed. Our social media links are in the show notes below for updates on when our episodes will come out in other places. We'll be back next Monday, and I hope you join us then.